Good day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. In the first 12 months after rolling out its artificial intelligence-powered virtual assistant, Royce, the university credit union saved nearly $2 million in expenses and revenue gains. It's made Dr. David Tugio, president and CEO of the $1.1 billion credit union, something of an advocate for AI-driven virtual assistants. I sat down with Dr. Tuyo to discuss how banks and credit unions can grow with the help of chatbots, AI, and robotic process automation. Yeah, I think we are looking on the most efficient ways to scale. And so when you're talking about you know, efficient ways to scale, you, you look to technology first, right? Um, there are no more important things that we do in, in, at the credit union than, than serving our people, but at the same time, we need to find ways to scale uh, from an economics perspective the most efficient way possible to add value to our stakeholders, those that we serve also to our team members too, making sure that they have robust compensation packages as well. And so, um, you know, for those that are not in AI, they're really going to be left behind. And I think that, you know, that could lead to some interesting things around mergers and so- further consolidation for those that do or do not participate in um, AI earlier than later. <clears throat> and so what credit can do is obviously leveraging AI at all your touch points. So AI bots can replace um, many of the basic questions. You know, you, most credit and banks, when they look at their contact center, why people call in, they're going to say, oh, well, that's because, you know, they're checking their balance. So they're going to try to transfer some money. You know, those are things that AI can handle very easily. Um, and then AI will learn over time, of course, how to be more effective in serving the members as well. When you look at accuracy rates, our, our AI bots that interact with our members, which are over 35,000 interactions last month alone, they, they did so with a 98.98% accuracy rate. That is just tremendous. I mean, it's astonishing when you think about near perfection uh, throughout the entire month. And so um, I think the big piece that we're talking about going forward, though, is um, around AI machine learning is also leveraging RPAs or robotics process automation, which many already do, but connecting those two technologies together to now you have that automated low cost touch point in servicing uh, your client base to then also bridge a gap and using RPA to launch RPA to then uh, create automation for fulfillment. And that's where the magic happens because now you're using technology to really scale um, in a way that you couldn't otherwise. Um, when you think about, especially right now, I mean, e- AI and RPA has helped us weather the storm around the Great Resignation to help our, help support our team as they went through, um, whether it was directly or indirectly, uh, effects from COVID-19. And, um, and so it's been, it's been a tremendous tool for us and, um, you know, can't say more about it. And I, I think, I think, you know, as others look into this technology, we're getting calls every week from potential credit unions that are saying, Hey, tell us more about how you, you're doing this. And, you know, uh, are people scared of the bots or do people really embrace them? And I think that's the biggest concern right now by credit unions and banks. And we're finding out that, you know, across the country, we have members in every single state that um, our members are really enjoying interacting with our, our AI tools. Tell me about how you came to have an AI-powered virtual assistant. But the, the technology we launched was in July of last year. So we started looking at it before that, of course. Uh, then we had the lockdown between March and May, and everybody's trying to think, what, what is the world going to, you know, is it going to even exist after this? If you think back to, 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 the, to the, the culture that we had back at that moment in time, we weren't sure what this thing was or how bad it was going to be. And, and so we kind of put everything on pause. But then as soon as we came from that and we unthawed from that lockdown or, the, or, or that retreat, you know, rightfully so, we, we um, then jumped into back to work, right? Like, okay, look, what does this look like? And so July, we launched our very first AI tool. That And our tool, we, our AI bot, the first one we launched was called Royce. 
And uh, we, we named it Royce because we were founded at Royce Hall at UCLA. And that's the most iconic building you see on campus from UCLA. Every picture, the one with the two columns, it's a beautiful building. That's Royce Hall. And so we want to pay um, a little nod to our heritage, where we came from, and, and, and our founders at UCLA. And that's why we named it Royce. But um, we launched Royce in, in July. It took about 10 days to get the first set of instances out. And then from there, uh, Royce has been learning and growing ever since. Uh, serving in loan applications, new membership applications. Now when you call into our contact center, uh, Royce answers the phone. Royce is now um, handling all of our calls from the initial touch point and uh, answering many of those, uh, except the ones that uh, that the bot's unable to, in which case then uh, they will pass it off to one of our contact center specialists or coaches. You mentioned combining RPA with your chatbot, basically. Um, can you give us some examples of how you've done that to support automation or to drive growth. Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, you think about just something simple, like um, we'll do uh, like a, a, a credit card lost or stolen, right, um, situation. Uh, Royce now can uh, take care of that complete solution for our members without requiring any additional uh, human interaction. Um, we have a whole roadmap of, of, of things as we go through our list about why our members call. We start at the top and work our way down and uh, just automating each one one at a time to make sure that we can get that fulfillment, that speed of execution, the accuracy, most importantly, and quality of service that our members deserve. Uh, and then we're working through that piece by piece. Um, with credit unions and many that are our size, we're not quite big enough like a Bank of America where we have a skyscraper full of programmers. So typically we have a variety of vendors and third-party partners that we have to use to make things happen. So it makes the topography of our ecosystem kind of complex, and the tools really do allow us to get and talk to each one, which is fantastic, but also many will find that the challenge is trying to get and talk to each one. And so that is, um, you know, some of the things that smaller institutions are going to have to face, but uh, it's not it's not insurmountable. It, it easily can work through it, and usually just with some education and connecting, um, you know, partners together, you can find a way to make it happen. So, Royce, did is that something you built in-house, or was that sort of a partnership deal? So, so we, we have um, – a partnership with a company called Interface.ai, fantastic company. They're out of the Bay Area and up in Northern California, and they're the ones that have really supported us and helped us grow uh, in this endeavor and um, support our, our initiatives around uh, Royce. And then we also have an internal bot that we've created called Coach, and um, Coach is not nearly as robust as Royce, but it's, we wanted to, you know, learn and kind of, um, you know, get educated internally, also build some skill sets internally to understand the technology a little bit better, a little bit more intimately, um, because we do think it's the future. And so we want to make sure that we have that core competency on staff and, and, and in-house, as well as leveraging tremendous partners outside and, uh, and interface AI. I can't say enough about that company, but it also uh, internally coaches and has replaced our internet. It's replaced our IT ticketing system, replaced our marketing ticketing system. And so coaches really become uh, a, a robust tool internally for our team members as well as they just say, hey, hey, coach, I don't know how to do a, a particular uh, function, then coach will serve them up the particular process or procedure they need to be uh, to give that quick and accurate level of service to our member owners. Well, and a benefit of having an in-house too is you can add to it easily, right? Um, I wondered, though, how did you develop, did you have, you know, an IT staff, but then you developed the talent within staff, sort of training them, or did you recruit, or how did you staff that? 
we're, we're heavily, we will always probably heavily rely on interface in the next few years. But um, with regards to our intern development capabilities, our team was really curious about technology and they just want to learn more about it. The technology is not that complicated. And so, um, you know, you look at the tools that are currently available to us and you think about even, you know, how we build websites today is still is significantly simpler than what we did 20 years ago. You know, and, um, you know, a, a novice programmer could easily go in and build, you know, a bot that can do basic functionality. Um, and so our team was really curious about this and want to learn about it. So we did not add any resources or or hire anybody that had specialization in this area at this time. Um, Pi will change in the future, but we want to make sure, again, at least have some generalist level of, uh, of knowledge when it comes to um, some of these tools. And what a great way to keep staff, you know, by training them. Um, that's what I hear from programmers the most is that they want investment in their career. They want training. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you is, do you have advice for credit unions? I know you like interface AI, but surely you went through a process where you evaluated the vendors and chose to work with them. Uh, do you have any advice in that regard? Because there are a lot of vendors out there that do chatbots and some and, and AI and machine learning and I think it can get confusing. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, um, not all bots are created equal. That's one thing we I, we learned through our research. We, we started with about um, just over a dozen different companies that we were um, looking at in our due diligence process. Before we narrowed down to two, there were two that were really neck and neck, and then we got down to one. Uh, obviously, it was in the, the interface choice. And um, it really came down to what kind of experience we wanted to deliver. We wanted an Apple-like experience. We wanted a partner that could deliver and um, that's that's how we got down to, to to interface. But I think the biggest thing is um, also understand what you're getting. You know, with interface, you're getting a truly intelligent virtual assistant, whereas with others, you might only get a chatbot. And there are a, a significant level of differences. When you, I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, we serve everybody in the university community. So we have students, employees, faculty, administration, alumni. And sometimes students, they, you know, they get a little bored on Friday nights and they want to talk to Royce. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, we've had some very interesting questions along the way. And, um, you know, you know, we, we had a record interaction, uh, 41 times back and forth. And ultimately the one that Royce got stuck on was, you know, it was Royce available for a date on Friday night. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, Royce didn't know how to answer that, but there's questions that all the time, uh, you know, where they, you know, say, Hey, Royce, um, you know, where's the nearest pizza location near me? And, you know, Royce doesn't necessarily know where the nearest pizza location is near them if they haven't enabled their GPS. But if they have, what Royce will do is, uh, the bot will come back and give you the nearest location of our credit union. So one of our, either one of our shared branching locations, our nearest ATM or a free ATM that's nearby. And then, um, so again, allowing for greater level of service. Royce learned how to do that. We didn't teach Royce to do that and give, and serve up that response. Royce learned that over time through these interactions to ultimately serve the, up that as a response. Has Royce come up with a question for that dating? Answer for that dating question? Yes. No, not, not, not yet. We, we, we should stuff. teach it how to respond to, to those kinds of questions. Um, but, uh, not, not at this point. I think, you know, when you think about some other bots that are out there, like, a like, a Alexa, so, so to speak, from Amazon, um, they have some interesting responses, especially when you start asking, you know, are you better than Google Assistant or is Google Assistant better than you? Uh, you know, they have some really funny responses. Uh, we're not there yet, but, but definitely something that we'll be looking at going forward. But it's a, it's a great suggestion. Yeah, maybe you could suggest that they meet at uh, the local credit union to find someone. Um, <laughs> any lessons learned that you'd like to share with other credit unions before they get started on this process? 
Yeah, I think the big thing is you, should, you understand the size of this market. Most people in, in our space that I talk to seem to think that this is an emerging technology, and it's really not. In 2020, there was just under $8 billion spent on AI, invested in AI in the United States. It's just in the United States. By 2026, there's going to be $26.7 billion spent annually uh, on AI. Um, and so that's a, that's a cumulative annual growth rate of 23.17%. It's astonishing to think about not only the size of it today, but the pace and size is going forward. Um, I think concerns that you need to think about as you go forward, I think you need to think about AI as a marathon, not so much as a sprint or a one-time project. It's going to be a, a, a long-term type of initiative for your organization. I think you need to think about regulatory issues. You need to think about ethical issues up front um, and be aware about what those uh, what those could look like, and um, but ultimately recognize the value creation and the rewards that your organization is going to receive from diving in and leaning into this technology. It's been tremendous for our organization, and we're willing to help out anybody that has questions um, because we think it's it's impactful and it is the future uh, around um, certain levels of banking services uh, in the next five to six years. Can I ask? Uh how much you had to increase or how much you recommend they increase their IT budgets if they're planning on going down this path of like Depends a digital assistant. I think when they go down the path, they're going to find out that it's um, cheaper up front than what they want, than what they thought. And they're going to find out that they want to invest more than they originally thought as well. Because as soon as we launched Royce in July of 2020, guess what? You know, that was a, a member facing member touch point. So operations and member services were very excited about that particular tool. But then all of a sudden now HR wants their bot and IT wants their bot. And, you know, everyone wants a bot. Bots everywhere. And so um, and, and it is tremendous uh, what can happen. And so that's that's that would be my uh, my caution is that, you know, hey, you're going to it's probably more inexpensive than you might think up front. But then over time, you're going to want to scale pretty quickly and people are going to want to adopt this faster than you anticipate. So it may pay for itself, I guess. Oh, yes. So in our first in our first 12 months, we saved um, in access of the cost of the technology and allocations that we made. We saved uh, nearly two million dollars in um, in expenses and revenue gains uh, because of our, our tools. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.